Buckle up, troublemakers. It's Friday, June 10th. Kyle and I spent the day in Philly yesterday doing all things of SodaCon, spent time at a dealership, but there's things to talk about like Saturn and OEM startups and all these things. All these things. Like, we're not going to get through all this today. No. <laughs> we started putting the show notes together. At first thing I said was like, there's no news out there. And then all of a sudden, like 10 minutes later, it was like, well, sometimes, just dropped it. Like, look, it's easy to look at the surface level news. And, you know, right. sometimes it just you just need to figure that out. Today, I feel like there's, like, several layers of depth to what we're talking about that aren't things that are typically talked about or kind of, like, churned around. Like, let's get all, this things in, all these things in the conversation right. because it matters. Um, we spent the day in Philly yesterday. Uh, well, first, let's talk about all things used cars. Right after this live stream, if you're on it, and every Friday morning, we have a clubhouse show called All Things Used Cars. It is the most insightful hour in used cars, hands down. There is always over 100 people involved in this conversation, which may sound chaotic if you're not familiar with how it works, but it's not. It's insanely amazing. There should be 1,000 people in this room. So uh, David Long is going to lead the conversation on today's topic. Is so is so here, here's the topic. Ready? So is good. it time to return to a 30-day stock and a strict 60-day turn? Roller grenade in the room, and let's see what happens. <laughs> But 30 I'll tell day you supply. 30 day supply. I'm sorry, 30 day supply. Day turn. Sorry. Yep. Yeah. No, good. So, um, yeah, we just want to make sure because we're going to forget to talk about that if I didn't mention it <laughs> right. right now. We're going to be running. Um, yesterday, we went to Philly. To oh, man. Scout so, of SodaCon. I would get home last night, my wife. It was so nice to actually get home. Like the travel plans just worked <laughs> Not out. Not right after for midnight. Gain an hour. Right. <laughs> I was home. I was in my house before 10 o'clock on a day trip. It was beautiful. But my, I get home. My wife goes, are you just exhausted from today? And I, the first thing I said was no. I can't sleep. Because <laughs> of the energy that was around a day. Like I, I constantly felt lifted up by being in the spaces that we were being in. Even just even just something as simple as the energy around the lady, uh, I believe her name is Angela, that Angela. was showing us around the room block at the hotel casino where the majority of the room block is going to be. Even just her energy and hearing her excitement for it and, and us explaining what we were doing and, and her just kind of like catching that fire. And then to go to the event space and, and dream about like where everything's going to happen and then be in Sioka Subaru and meet, you know, general managers and and lot attendants we'll talk about them in a second and everybody across that store and then you know everybody coming in from tom Dahl to other subaru to other sioka dealerships to industry partners and it was just this like it was everything a day about automotive uh, should have it was like automotive that's in. a great way to sum it up if you go to our instagram account um at automotive state of the union on instagram the stories are still live from yesterday they stay up for 24 hours so go to our stories and you'll be able to see a lot of what happened yesterday um you know including some conversations we had hanging out with tom Dahl, uh ceo of subaru of america and all all the things i'm starting to get worried that a soda like there are going to be people that really want to come to a soda con that aren't going to be able because we're going to be out of tickets i'm oh, really no. i'm starting to get worried about that like <laughs> legitimately like before i'm like i'm pretty confident we're going to sell out we sell out most of our stuff now i'm like there are going to be people that are upset yeah <laughs> so, so go to yeah. a sodacon.com because here's the thing what we're going to do we just decided yesterday Anyone that signs up on a soducon.com, it's just a type form right now. It's super simple. It's not a big website. Know that it's coming September 11th through the 13th. It's a Sunday through a Tuesday, but sign up there. 
we promise you that group, that subset, whether it's 50, 150, 300, however many people sign up there are going to get access to tickets a full 24 hours prior to anyone else. And more so, importantly, access to the room block, not more importantly, but right. well, it is more limited. So there look, go. there's gonna be 600 people there. The We have several hotels. The hotel we scoped yesterday is definitely, I would com- consider the premier hotel of the Without three. And they have 208 rooms there. And they gave us 196 of their 208 rooms. So we're basically buying out this entire hotel. But if you know, 196 is less than 600. So you want to be in that hotel if you can possibly make it. Thank you, Sandy, for signing up the other day. I knew you'd be there. I knew it. I just knew it. Um, So, okay. Uh, We need to move or we're never, ever going to get through this. So yesterday, one of the most engaging things that happened, and we kept telling them this, probably one of the highlights of my day and probably yours as well, is that we had a conversation with two lot attendants at Sioka Subaru and talk about two young men who just got involved with retail automotive and have all the talent and all All the enthusiasm and all the respect. Yeah, one of them... Uh, in the picture, if you just saw it, the the Throw guy it back up. on yeah, Throw it back up. it's Jeremy it Tejeda and Chris Horsey. Yeah, so so Jeremy, the guy in the lighter blue shirt, actually his dad has an independent shop, not a shop, sorry, an independent lot, and he was like. I want to be on the franchise side to learn that side of it because one day I want to own my own, my own store. And so he's like, I got to learn this part of the business. And he said, I actually wanted to come in as a lot attendant because I realized that I needed to know every aspect of the dealership. Well, then two months later, you know what he does? Chris, the guy on the other side, he invites, he says, look, you got to come work this. for these guys. You got to see this thing, right? He's working for the gas company in Philadelphia. And, and listen, I can't explain enough. These two guys, we start talking Instagram and social media and then wanting to start a podcast. And we're like, they're like, we don't know what to talk about. We're like, oh my gosh, talk about being a lot attendant. Talk about right. the life as a lot attendant. Like you see and hear everything. And there everything. are other lot attendants out there that need to hear this. And we were like, this is exactly why we have a SODU, right? To yes. wrap our arms. We were telling them about the event. They're going to get to be part of the welcome reception and the concert we're so throwing. Cool. And so we started sharing info. We made them promise us they were going to start their podcast. So if you are listening today, which you may be, we're watching you and we expect episode one within a week. Boom. You said you were going to do it over and over, and we're holding you to it here. And if you do it, we'll feature it here. We'll have you on the show to talk to people. So um, there, there, that's that. That's that. That's that's that. So also, <laughs> if you're not at the Sioka dealership, if you're not those two guys, we have an avenue for you to share with stories about people in your dealership that are lot attendants or technicians or salespeople or receptionists doing really cool things. Asodu.com forward slash positivity. And you can share charitable stuff things about how you're doing recruiting, amazing things that people are doing outside of the dealership. We want to just pull that up into the industry and display it because there are so many cool things that our industry just does for the community. I wish I could tell you the story, maybe on Monday or Tuesday or someday, I'll tell you the story about my Uber ride because that was a whole other part of yesterday. (laughs) We can't even get to that. (laughs) All right, let's talk about some news. So 
uh, in the news today or at a press release, Porsche is partnering with a company called UP Labs or Up Labs to fund several auto-related startups. Um, this was announced at the Up Summit in Bentonville, Arkansas. So first of all, the Up Summit is an invite-only annual gathering in Bentonville. I'm like, Bentonville, right? That's where Walmart's headquarters. Walmart, yep. And three of the partners in Up, um, oh my gosh. So Up Labs is, what's the other company? Up, okay, Up Labs it was established by Up Partners. Some of the partners of Up Partners are uh, Tom and Stuart Walton from the Walton family that founded Walmart and Ross Perot Jr. Um, go Naturally. figure. Of course. <laughs> and I was like thinking, speaking of events that we don't get invited to, right? But either way, they, they created Up yeah. Labs to partner with people who are committed to um, mobility, right? So it's moving products and people forward and whether that's land, rail, space, and Porsche is right. collaborating, funding, seed, seeding six startups. And after three years, Porsche will have the opportunity to acquire them. And they're working in areas like um, digital retail, supply chain, supply chain transparency. Like this is this is a great way to pair talent and, you know, retail automotive dollars saying, like, how are we going to solve the problems? And I just thought incredibly interesting. It's so smart because it's. You know, I'm a big soccer fan, right? And in no. soccer, one of the things that is really native to that that brand of sport is uh, homegrown players, right? And basically what you do is you kind of find these players in like late elementary or early middle school and you acquire the rights to them as a soccer team. And you kind of you what you get is first first right of refusal or first option for purchase when they come available to be actually like at the pro level. And what you do is you're also grooming them along the way and you're crafting the narrative of like their player style, the way they fit into the organization and all that mm -hmm. type of stuff. And this is very similar to that. It's like, hey, you're your own company. But we get like we get to watch the product roadmap. We get to watch how it integrates within our company and then decide first right of refusal, decide to, you know, acquire that homegrown player or not. And it's it's a really smart play because then your time on R&D is actually handed off to another company's PL. Super smart. Yeah, that's a great way to put it. But look, here's the takeaway. Don't let the investment firms, and the OEMs have all the fun. Right. right. We've seen so many dealers get in the space of innovation and technology and partnering with other building their own platforms, companies like VinQ and WebBuy and Streamline and a so too. Oh, right? yes. <laughs> so yes. Le don't, let's take this as a cue for this is the way the world works now that we can actually speed in innovation by partnering with other people and playing in yep. spaces that are a little bit outside maybe your comfort zone of selling and then service pick up car. the phone and call steve greenfield and get on the dealer fund if he's still got spaces let's do it let's do it okay another oh man this is a fun one because this one was actually submitted uh by a by a troublemaker by one of the troublemaking community a reader eric Treko uh, via linkedin his uh his name is linked up so give him some love on linkedin so in the show notes um, so basically he said, I, I came across this and I thought it'd be interesting. So it's a throwback. It's an article from the Baltimore Sun from 1991. And it starts like this. It's about Saturn and this new concept. And it says, when Ed Springman lost his job as a pilot at Eastern Airlines, remember them? He decided to give automotive sales a try, but a brief experience at one Baltimore dealership had him rethinking his career choice. 
And then, oh man, I wish we had time to read this whole article oh because it's so Just awesome. Read the thing. Oh, I, know. <laughs> I mean, uh, we, we don't have time. I was literally going to read it. He's like, that a friend told him about a new dealership that was opening in Baltimore that touted a different philosophy in car sales. Now he's a salesman at the new Saturn dealership in Glen Burnie, which opens today. Saturn promises that customers won't be subjected to high pressure sales tactics or confusing pricing schemes. Services is important, as important to sales. And the company says it's built a car that equals or tops foreign competitors. And it just goes, you have to read this article. We'll have to read it in the future. This, this is what's so interesting, right? It's like, everybody knows what happened to Saturn, right? And if you don't, they got close. They gone. <laughs> it's fallout right? of 2008. Yeah. Yeah. So it was a fallout of 2008. Obviously hard to scale up a brand in a very short timeline. I mean, it's really only what, 15, 16 years from the initiation of that brand in the early 90s. But um what I really find interesting here is, is that, uh, you, you like the, the primary model was this one port, one price model. And then a lot of the dealerships adopted some level of single point of contact as well, because they felt like that because it was one price, it eased the process. And I just think, honestly, they were just ahead of their time. Oh, wait. It, just, it's, it's the kind far. of like sometimes wrong, sometimes early looks like wrong. And at that point, it was too early and so became wrong. And now we're seeing a wider adoption. I mean, everybody's one price right now. I mean, rarely do a you lot. see negotiation, a lot. Let's just call it 80% of the industry is just primarily one price. But now you're seeing a lot more people lean into, is there a more seamless flow in finance or is there single point of contact or at least can we do it at the same desk so there, there's not this like, I'm going to the back office, right? Yeah. And so to, to look back and go, what mistakes did they make? And then also where were they right? And how do we translate that into in this new economy and this new consumer experience? So this article also talks about how this affects the employee experience, right? right. So it's both, and it gets into both of those. So it's even like more ahead of their time. So listen to this, under the Saturn philosophy, dealers are called retailers. Salesmen are called sales consultants. The showrooms ah. are designed in unpretentious open air style. The repair service is beside the showroom rather than behind it. And customers waiting for repairs are seated in a lounge in a corner of the showroom. And he says, it's no longer a concept that if the customer doesn't buy a car that I've failed. Instead of just going with the product, we ask people how they would like to be treated. I was like, did they have a time machine? They, they seriously had a time Dude, machine. There's somebody so right now that concepted that brand and worked on it that is just ripping his hair out. And just they're, they're just like, I told you. I told you. <laughs> if only they were social media enough for them to put this in social media and just be like historically correct. Other than this 1991 Baltimore Sun article that Eric shared with us. They'd probably... It's I wonder who that is. We have to figure that out. They're probably doing something great. <laughs> I'm sure. I'm sure have we can be. find out who that person is because it is way ahead of its time and we should be looking at that. <laughs> Literally everything you just said was retail automotive mindset. Absolutely. From like a retail mindset, like really true retail outside of automotive retail mindset. It's unbelievable. We, it's have unequivocal we have to do something with the this way article. we have to go. Like, let's sell cars like it's 1991 in a Saturn dealership. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, why don't you bring us Perfect. home? We have a few minutes for this last one. Oh, man. So uh, yesterday, this was 
all around the news. This is probably the biggest thing in EV. Uh, the Biden administration and the government uh, has set out, obviously, uh, I think probably 20, 30 days ago, they stated that they were going to be uh, funding $5 billion into the charging network. Uh, they came out yesterday with some of the regulations around those. Here are just a few of them. Is that DC fast chargers around the country will have to have at least four ports, meaning you're probably like, think about the parking matrix that has to be done to mm -hmm. real, to realign even just things. parking lots. Right. And then they have to be at or above 150 kilowatts, which means they are fast chargers. And then they are leaning into things like, uh, payment types, charging speed, uh, and even pricing, regulating pricing on these charging machines on the price of electricity. So there's a lot of regulation that comes Tricky. around this 5 billion. Now, here's what's interesting. The goal, 2030, yet again, year right? 2030. Someone please make us a year 2030 thing. Goodness. <laughs> but um, but they are their goal is that 50% of vehicles sold would be hybrid or electric. Now, Really interesting when all of these manufacturers are saying we're going to be 100% by 2030, right? That I think there's a little bit more realism, but even still, they are only after 500,000 charging stations. 500, like that is not a network. I'm just telling you, that's not a network that supports it. So there, there has to be some intentionality. That's My like old airport outlet mode. It's unbelievable. Right? Look, yeah. oh, we all need to charge our phones and there's one outlet next to the one outlet desk. everyone's like standing around passing the thing around trying oh, to get it charged boy. up yeah you gotta start somewhere so, i guess i i think dealerships have a massive opportunity to be a hub for this where they reimagine their parking lots reimagine how oh, ev charging man. and reimagine how the in-store experience actually desires a customer to come there on a more regular basis like Maybe it's a once a week retail experience and you're connecting with other retailers to make it an engaging space. Boy. Think about the opportunities. It's a world of Sorry. I just took no. that. I just took that story. No, I was, I'm so it's... excited about it. <laughs> well, <laughs> I did as a word though. You're, we'll see. You're excited about the opportunity. No. And obviously everybody's talking about it, right? And when everyone's talking about it, you're like opportunity, right? They're not going to do it well enough or Bingo. enough. And you have the infrastructure and the great locations and all those things already in line. We wish we could stay here all day because we just so like much. just peeked the lid open of all the things that went on yesterday. Go to asodocon.com, pre-register, and if you don't get on the e if you don't the email, get on that email list.